Hi again, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Zev Nakajima again. Great to have you with us today. Really glad you could tune in. Now, for today's episode, as winter slowly or actually rather quickly this year um, hits us again here in the Northern Hemisphere, our new and existing clients alike who are into winter sports, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, or just general snow frolicking, are once again looking into Japanese ski holiday homes. And while that's understandable, of course, considering ski season is almost upon us, it's probably a good idea to remind everyone that if you're actually actively in the market for these types of properties, the best time to look is actually during the spring and the summer, simply because some of these locations are far more difficult to access in the dead of winter. So if you actually want to come here and view these properties, you'll find that it's a lot easier to do so once the snow's melted away. In fact, depending on the area, some realtors don't actually do physical inspections in the winter months because it's either dangerous or just difficult to access these properties without proper gear, snow tires, etc. So definitely, if you're planning to physically inspect your designated properties prior to purchase, now is probably not the best time of the year to do so. Regardless, though, it's perfectly normal to start thinking and preparing around this time of year, which is what a lot of you have been doing. And we've been receiving quite a few emails and having quite a few calls on this topic. And as usual, the main dilemmas facing potential buyers are land with a house on it or without one to either renovate, build on, or simply move into turnkey style, or alternatively an apartment or a villa in a serviced resort, you know, which comes with onsens and pools and ski lift uh, discount passes and that sort of thing. Uh, but these, of course, come with monthly fees that can be quite steep depending on the resort, but still usually cheaper than booking a hotel for the entire family uh, a few weeks or a couple of months every year. And some people, particularly those who don't mind driving for a while to get to the slopes, are often buying normal residential apartments in a nearby city and then renting a car or keeping a car here in Japan so that they can enjoy more comfortable and low-maintenance homes away from home and then simply drive to ski or otherwise enjoy the slopes in the morning, drive back to their comfy and cozy apartment in the afternoon. And that also enables them to then enjoy modern city life uh, in the evenings or the days off from skiing and not to just be stuck in a resort type location for their entire stay. And that's also a very viable solution. Now, we've discussed the basics of these purchases in another episode a year or so ago, and we'll link to that episode in the show notes for this one so that you can go back and listen to it again or for the first time if you haven't yet. But for this episode, here's a recording of a conversation, or rather the second half of a conversation, the first few minutes were not saved for some reason, that we've recently had with an Australian couple who are looking into potentially purchasing such a property. And they're considering exactly those same dilemmas. So land versus house, service resort versus normal apartment. And also they're wondering how easy it would be to then rent these uh, properties out in their absence. So throughout the rest of the year, which of course is something that most people are considering as well. Not as easy to do in a serviced resort as opposed to a normal city apartment. So again, something to consider. So here's the call. Hope you'll enjoy it and find some value in this short discussion that we've had with them. Non-resort apartments as in normal apartments in condo buildings uh, that you can just use without any significant monthly fees? Um, well, yeah, I guess so. Basically, it doesn't need to have, you know, an onsen or management stuff and it's just an apartment in a yeah, in a building um they exist but they exist in cities not in resort towns so for example if you're looking at hokkaido sapporo city has plenty of those yeah and um, but then you're looking at an hour or 
hour and a half drive, I think, to the nearest resort. So if you look at a particular place that you want to um, be close to and then uh, let me know where that is, I'll tell you if there are any major cities or, or even medium or small size cities in the area that might might uh, apply with that. And then based on the distance to the slopes, you can tell me if that's a place you want to look at or not. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that's good to know. I just didn't understand. Yeah, I just didn't know if they had... Oh, they definitely. Ex- I mean, look, a small ski village is not going to have any condo units that people just normally rent um, because people okay. just uh, drive to work. They they be living in the biggest city in the area. Makes sense. Um, but if you're happy to be staying in the biggest city in the area and you don't mind driving, say, an hour to the slopes, then it's definitely doable. Yeah. I think preferably we'd like one slope closer than an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One be within twenty minutes or fifteen minutes, and others within the hour would be ideal and I think that's very doable with the areas that we're looking at you know so um, it seems to be littered with resorts everywhere so the resorts are yeah but um, if you want to get a standard apartment you have to look for an actual city a city yeah yeah so <laughs> the, the little villages are just going to have little houses so again we're talking about a, a, a free standalone land parcel with a house on it yeah um, if you're looking yeah. for a building that's got residential units in it, meaning at least uh, the minimum is usually four or six or eight units, um, the little villages and resort towns just don't have that. So it's all houses and resorts. Okay. Yeah. So it's usually, I mean, look, it's maybe 40, 45 minutes. I doubt there'll be anything closer than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, And the other question I have, um, I mean, from what I'm sort of perceiving for the for the goals and the dreams that we've got for owning a property over there from a price point and a longer term, you know, monetary sort of a look, it, it seems that the, the resort style would be more beneficial for us rather than a standalone. What's your recommendation? What, what do you think? Well, if you're in a city, a proper city, and when, when we say proper city, it doesn't have to be huge. 100, 200,000 people is big enough. Yeah. Um, if you're in a nearby city, then it's very easy for us to get um, cleaning companies and companies to, uh, you know, just hire somebody to come in and do what needs to be done when you're away. Yeah. Um, so that, that's not an issue. It wouldn't be a hands-on experience. You'd still be hassle-free. Um, plus, it might come with a more reasonably priced car park option for you. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So it's definitely an option. And... Um, the other advantage is, is it would be much, much easier to uh, rent the place on a monthly basis when you're not using it. To like local Japanese type people or? Yeah, usually. I mean, we might get the occasional foreign guest, but we usually work, um, if we can, we usually work with local monthly rental companies and they usually just um, get monthly uh, rental Japanese guests. Wow. Who, who's renting for a month? Are these holiday, internal holiday makers in Japan, or are they actually yeah, either that or people who come to visit family or people who go there for a short work project and that sort of thing? Wow. Okay. Um, uh, that's doable. I mean, the bigger the city, the more options we've got, but it's definitely doable. Okay. Um, how familiar are you with the areas that we've mentioned so far? You know, like the Yuzawa and Miyoko and around Iyama and places like that? Um, I'm familiar with them only in the sense that we get people asking about them and they're all asking the same questions that you are as far as resorts or free land, uh, uh, freehold land go. 
Yeah. Um, I haven't yet had anyone that's actually um, bought an apartment in a city with the purpose of using it to access the resorts, which are a bit of a drive away. So I can't really tell you off the top of my head which cities are close to those places. Um, but I, I can definitely look it up once we're done. I'll look at the uh, at the names of the places that you sent to me, and I'll let you know which cities, if any, are in the vicinity and how far they are. Perfect. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. This, no, this is all good. We're making progress. So yeah. We'll get there. I appreciate your time. Not a worry. Uh, just one thing with the cities, though. Um, Fifteen thousand would be pushing it with a normal apartment. They usually start at about twenty thousand. Yeah. And these are pretty yeah. small studio ones. So if you're looking for anything that's 20, 20, 30 square, you might be looking more like 25, 30. Yeah. Are you talking US, Australian? Australian, Australian. Australian, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we um, normally don't see it? many properties um, that standard apartments in standard buildings usually start at about one and a half million yen. Yeah. Um, so that's getting pretty close to 20 Australian, and then once you add on purchase cost, you're probably looking at more like 25. Right, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, do, how common is it for, for these apartments or even the, the small standalone homes to come with a, a garage built on, you know, like an undercover built on garage? Um, not hugely common, no. Yeah, right. Okay. Not hugely common. I mean, look. Honestly, when you think about maintenance and registration and getting somebody to drive the car twice a year, it might be a better idea to just rent one when you're here. Yeah. Or even uh, buy a second-hand one, then sell it when you leave again, that sort of thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But again, we'll we'll look into the parking situation once we pinpoint more. The reason that the resorts are so cheap is because people... Um, especially the elderly people want to get rid of them and stop paying the fees because they're just not using them anymore. Yeah. Uh, with a normal apartment that can be used as an investment and to lease out to a normal tenant, just prices go back to normal levels. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Ziv. Pleasure. All right. Have a nice good day. To we'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. Bye. So there you have it. These are the typical things that ski property buyers are normally thinking about, and particularly the ones who do not actually live here in Japan. And these are all valid points. I mean, convenience and proximity to the slopes versus higher or lower monthly fees, owning, maintaining a car versus renting one when visiting, normal apartment versus service apartments, and so forth. So all points worth considering as per your individual criteria. And of course, we're always more than happy to talk shop and help you explore all of these options. We don't actually charge you for anything until you decide to move forward and start looking at uh, or applying for actual available properties for purchase. So don't be shy to drop us a line if you'd like to hear more or just want to bounce your ideas around with us on the other end of the line to give you feedback on them. So that's it from us today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and the call itself. Please do share this content with anyone in your networks who may find it interesting. And as always, we would really, really appreciate it if you could take a moment of your time and leave us a star rating on the iTunes Store or Spotify, or two moments of your time, if you can actually write a few words and leave us a review as well. Your word of mouth is what helps us and the clients who may benefit from our help and from the content that we share on this podcast find each other. So much appreciated. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, oh, I've been told I should stop saying happy investing because many of the topics that we discuss here are not directly tied into investments. 
So I guess I need to find a new sign-off line. What do you think? Got any ideas? Happy home hunting? Have fun storming the castle? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. I'll try to think of something more creative myself, but your feedback would be greatly appreciated. So if you've got an idea, let me know in the comment section or just let us know what you think about the podcast. We always value your opinion and feedback. Speak to you again very, very soon.